0: Everyone and welcome back to the show that never ends, and that would be the American Israelite newspaper podcast, the Let There Be Light podcast. And I am here, and I'm one of your ho- your co-hosts, Netan Ted Deutsch, and I am here with my other co-host this week. I have a special guest co-host. Go ahead and Net. <laughs> Tell people who you
1: are. Yeah, because they don't know me at this they point. They really don't know who you are.
0: <laughs> You're the Joan Rivers that's of right podcasting.
1: Uh, That's right. Uh, hi, everybody. It's Pam Sakes. Uh, I am here once again sitting in for Julie Burns and Babs <laughs> Brooke. Uh, well, I call her bougie. B- bourgeois. Bourgeois. No.
0: <laughs> bourgeois we, bourgeois we, Brooks.
1: We miss her, and uh, we hope she's enjoying her time in Chicago or Highland Park. And yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm here sitting in for her today.
0: All right, so today is a big day. It's a wait a minute, trouble. roll. This is a big day because we are here taping today on Wednesday, December first, which is Stephanie's birthday. Woo hoo! So, yeah, are you going to sing
1: uh, "Yo, Let It Happy birthday it's
0: on to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Stephanie. No,
1: you're supposed to say, "Oh my God." You what don't, you don't know the birthday song <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> clearly? Wait, Ted, you've been to every bar mitzvah in town, but clearly you have not been to too many birthday parties. No, you need I to agree. try it again. It goes, "Happy birthday, dear Stephanie." Oh, okay, happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. You are welcome. Thank you. Thank okay. you. thank you. Not a problem. All right,
0: so um, we want to wish her a big happy. She actually listens to the show every week. She's our biggest critic.
1: Oh, and our biggest fan. What is her biggest criticism?
0: Uh, that I interrupt too much.
1: Is <laughs> that that you interrupt her too much? <laughs> yeah, or? both, both,
0: yes, both,
1: yes, yes. Okay, yes, well, yes, she yes. probably isn't uh, telling you an untruth.
0: Now she's telling me I have a lot of similarities to Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, really? Like yes. what? Like what? Like he's just like, you know, he's always complaining He's always like setting up all this kind of stuff and, you know, stirring the pot. That's, and stuff. yeah. He's kind know. of like
1: a schlep rock. It's
0: a schlep <laughs> rock. He's Lance Schlep rock. Yes. The Flintstones. Yes. It, uh, is, it is
1: a funny show, though, I have yeah, to admit. It is funny. It, yes.
0: Some of the stuff is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on to the news. And this week's issue is the December 2nd issue, which is the 28th of Kislev, 5782. And uh, so our top story this week is announcing the Cincinnati Jewish experience. And the Cincinnati Jewish is a new concept and a new, um, it's kind of, it grew out of, I think, the Pew Report. And uh, I've been meeting with certain leaders of the Orthodox community, and they've been concerned about the Pew report and also trying to bridge the gap between the different sects of Judaism the conservative the reform and the orthodox and how how do we you know we have a lot more similarities and differences but we need to kind of like look at it like how do we bridge the gap that's there between the different sects and that it's a big big question
1: well so first you should back up and it's Pew P E W versus P U, which is something that's stinky. Right, right. Okay. So and why don't you we actually had the
0: the guy that did the research on from Pew uh, on on the podcast one time.
1: Yeah, it was really interesting. And if you haven't heard it, you can just go back Mm -hmm. And look up that episode yeah. um, and listen yeah. to it because it was really interesting. But um, what did the Pew study say about the different sects well, of Judaism? S E C T S.
0: Right, and <laughs> and one of the things is that there's, there's the recognition is 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 lacking, um, the the respect and love towards the other things is kind of lacking, and so we kind of we need this is a really it's a big issue. It really is. It's a big issue and I think it needs to be dealt with. And it's like, how do we deal with this? We really need to start the conversation of how do we deal with it. We need to get the leaders of the community, whether it's reformer, conservative, orthodox, involved and in look, we need to help ourselves. You know, and, and, and you know, and we do have differences and so we need to kind of figure out okay, I can agree with you on this. I might disagree with you on that. And, you know, that's kind of where we're at right now in in the, in the community. I mean, I think it's a really a big question.
1: Well, if I th- I kind of liken it to, in some crazy way, that age-old debate between the working and non-working moms. The working moms look down their nose at the non-working moms. I shouldn't say non-working. I should right. say the stay-at-home. Right, right. Because certainly those who stay at home with their kids are working very hard. Yep. Yep. Um, But they look down their nose and they say, oh my God, you're wasting your life. You should be doing something with that college degree you have and you should be, you know, uh, working uh, to your highest potential and they look down their nose at them and then the the stay-at-home moms are looking down the nose at the working moms. You know, oh, you're missing your child's first steps and the opportunity to mold them and shape them and blah, blah, blah. And right. You know, you're off working and, you know, your family isn't your priority. And, you know, it, it kind of comes down to a similar thing. I mean, people who are Orthodox, especially as it relates to gender uh, in general.
0: Right.
1: You know, they're saying, you know, the, the Orthodox they have a machitza. So right, the, the, right, the non-Orthodox right. might say, well, I'd like to sit with my spouse if I go to a service. Right. And, you know, right. and I don't right, right. I don't believe that that makes sense to me. And then the people who are Orthodox say, but, you know, it says in the Torah this and this and this. So, you know, how do you reconcile? How do you bridge a gap that is almost, I don't want to say unbridgeable. No, it's
0: not unbridgeable. But we do
1: have commonalities. We there. do, but to what end? Okay, right. so now we let's find out that we have some commonalities. Right. Now what do we do? do with
0: that's really what we're trying to achieve here you know how do we we need to we know what the problem is we don't know what the solutions are yet but I think through the process of bringing this up and this is the beginning of it we kind of need to get to over to here we know where we want to get to it's a question of how do we get there and it's really a good question I think Um, if you go and you read about what we're trying to do at the Israelite in terms of bridging that gap, and then Cincinnati Jewish Experience is focusing on how do we bridge that gap um, through knowledge, through understanding, through maybe a little Torah, you know. Um, it's a really good question. I think we're going to kind of, it's you know, where will we be in a year from now? In a year from now, from we'll look back on this and say, you know, kind of we were at the beginning of it, and now we're here, and we've got a little bit farther to go, but— I think it's, it, it, need, it's, it needs to be done. We really yeah. need to do it.
1: I don't I, disagree. Uh, when I first started my job about close to 20-some years ago now, I know that one of the first things I thought was important for any community in in order for any community to thrive is to have a balance of the different denominations we didn't have such a balance at the time we're certainly thanks to people like Steve Rosedale and others who have made this community um, more accessible to a more modern orthodox um, uh, contingent we've certainly increased those numbers but things like you know I, I kept arguing that things like we need resources for a higher, you know, to, to kind of raise the bar mm-hmm, in Cincinnati mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that will help us attract people of all different uh, denominations. You know, and so one perfect example are, you know, uh, places to eat. So, you know, it's great that we have more of a kosher presence in the Kroger and Blue Ash, which is fantastic. Right. But restaurants, for example, we have right. a few, and that's right. great. But, you know, are we cutting our nose off to spite our face? by maybe not giving a hecksure to certain kosher restaurants. Um, now, this would be an opinion. This is my opinion, and That's, it does not reflect the Israelite right, whatsoever, right, right, but it right. is my opinion, it's, and I appreciate you allowing me to to say something about this because I really think that we're doing ourselves a disservice. If, what is the... Uh, word in Hebrew is it par-na- parnasa? Parnasa yeah. livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a person's livelihood. Right. right. You know, if that's at stake, in in in, I know that there's loopholes that you can get through right. to have right. a restaurant that can be open when it's not when it's Shabbat. Right. To the non-Jewish community, because if that's the only way that a restaurant can continue to stay in business, especially right. with COVID and everything else, restaurants are going out left and right. The fact that our community right now has a restaurant that wants to come in and be kosher and and serve our Jewish community it's just such a shame they're having a huge struggle right. right now right. and it's so- too bad <laughs>
0: Yes. Okay. So that was your opinion. It is my opinion, but I guess I know, my point to I circle know. back around. I know to circle um, back around. Yes. You know that
1: that the more great resources we have right. uh, that that serve everybody right. in a community, the better chance we right. have of of bridging those gaps. Okay. And so to 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 take away those opportunities. Uh, well,
0: hopefully this law is all going to get worked
1: out. I really hope well, so, so too. Let's hope it gets worked out. Okay.
0: So, you know this is also this whole bridging the gap is what the Federation does and what the Jewish found and the foundation does. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we, you know, these are, these are some big, big $64,000 questions
1: and, and $64 uh, million even
0: <laughs> $64 million <laughs> well, questions. And, you know, and people debate this all day long. And, and uh, so we kind of are now bringing this out publicly and bringing it to the forefront of the public discussion. And so, I think this is going to be a lot of talk around some dinner tables and some Shabbat tables and uh, some board meetings and, you know, contact the Israelite. We will present all sides. I mean, you know, we're the place you want to come to. We're the place that will, you know, present both sides and present it in the opinion pages. But, It's a discussion that's been long overdue, and it's time that we start talking about it.
1: Well, it's great. And look, it's in addition to restaurants. I mean, the fact, like, for example, organizations like the Jewish Fertility Foundation is helping people who are Jewish across the spectrum. Just
0: plugging every one of your clients today.
1: They're not my (laughs) clients. Oh, okay. They're not. They're not my client. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I added, you know, just because they asked me, I got on a phone call with them and gave them some free advice, but that's not a client. I was just volunteering because (laughs) I think, they do good okay, work. okay. But I'm just saying that that those kinds of organizations, right. plus having Cincinnati Hebrew Day, having Rockhorn, right. having uh, is Ritz okay. still the, Is it called Ritz? Still?
0: No, it's uh, Atara CHCS. Right, okay. yeah.
1: right, right. So having all those yeah. ways to educate people, plus with the Cincinnati Jewish experience, there's a lot of people. I found, especially when running Access, for example, and even Shalom Family, there were people who were seeking. They, we would call them seekers, right? And there were people that wanted a little bit more, right? And I know the Chabad provides some of those kinds of services for people who want more but I think it's great to have other options in addition to our congregations it seems like um what the Cincinnati Jewish experience is doing are they um open doing that same thing right opening up so the more the merrier and uh, welcome to them and and wishing them all the very best
0: okay all right um so our other top story is Jewish congregations thank golf manor and amberley police with thanksgiving meals and if you look on the top in the left there, you'll see a very famous person in that photo.
1: The birthday girl. There she is, Stephanie. smiling. She's Stephanie so cute. Stephanie
0: Suzanne Deutsch.
1: She, she's very she's She
0: was helping out that day. And I want to just give you a disclaimer because on the bottom left, there's a photo of a, <laughs> a police officer eating a donut.
1: <laughs> How cliche, Ted. <laughs> Well, what's your disclaimer? I mean, let's hear it. Disclaimer
0: is we didn't stage that photo.
1: Okay. (laughs) Well, first of all, I want to go for the
0: donut. (laughs) <laughs> and they also had like turkey and you know That's, dressing, and, but
1: isn't that part of the policeman's like they,
0: they like donuts?
1: But isn't that part of their guiding principles? Donuts isn't, and coffee, and and is it, actually? It's part of the exam that they take. Coffee they have to learn how to fire a you know a weapon. Yes, but they also weapon, yes. have to learn how to eat donuts properly.
0: Yeah, and now with a knife and fork, you have to do it with right. Your hands. Well,
1: look at him; he's got it down to a science, man. <laughs> okay. But I have to ask you a question. So it says. Thank golf manor and Amberley police, police man. Because police, I guess people, it was police, one people. guy was like, no, woohoo,
0: I've hit the no, no, jackpot. There was, there was at golf manor, there was somebody on duty. And there's also always a dispatcher. And then there's always people on duty. They come and go during the day. Okay. Okay. Because um, the picture not, does not, not reflect that. It's not like that. on a, you know, on a, on a, when the whole team is working, it's a different situation. I see. You know, it's like, you've got, Dispatches, you got detectives. Okay. You know, Thanksgiving, they're all. It's like half half day. You know, well, like I was
1: razzing day. Ted about mm-hmm. the fact that it was just like this poor you're one poor guy. Ra-
0: you're a big razzer. It reminds of me shit. of
1: the picture of a uh, uh, Donald Trump with all the hamburgers. Remember that time, like all the McDonald's hamburgers piled up around him. Well, he
0: was he paid for the uh, the college students that won the championship. But we
1: didn't see any college students. All we saw uh, was Donald Trump so and a lot of burgers. Right. It's like wimpy. <laughs> Mr. Wimpy. That's right. Mr. Wimpy. You said it. you not me.
0: All right. So, uh, <laughs> calendar, uh, community calendar, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Yeah. Uh, Fridays, the third, December 4th, December 5th. There's Wait, that doesn't kinds. help
1: anybody. You're just getting on dates, Teddy boy. Okay, Go well, back. Well,
0: Neshama Karlbach okay. is, uh, sh- is singing on uh, this Friday at um, Adith Israel. And no, she, no, no. No, no. That's Friday.
1: Yeah. She's singing at Summit yeah. Hotel.
0: No, that's no Friday night. Oh, Friday, Friday at night. Sorry, she's at sorry. Adith Israel from five thirty. Forgive to 7. me. Okay. And then Saturday night from six to eleven, she's at the Summit Hotel.
1: Ooga. Okay. Portrait,
0: portraits in Faith.
1: Very nice. And she has a very famous father who passed away, who Shlomo, who yes. I guess wrote a lot of the songs and the tunes that we know in more modern times and use he was a
0: famous famous singer too yeah and you haven't commented on our little stage prop here
1: <laughs> oh the festivus pole yes i see <laughs>
0: yeah since it's holiday season once again we have the festivus pole
1: all right, for well, the
0: hol- for the festive holiday season here at the Israelite,
1: are you going to air your grievances? Let's hear one.
0: I always air grievances. I aired grievances before when you were talking about all your clients.
1: Yeah, but that was just gas. <laughs> <That's> just <nasty>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so
0: on page five, Ohio resident threatened Jewish neighbor. Wait, sentence. wait, wait. What?
1: I'm sorry, we got to back up. I have to say one thing. <laughs>
0: Hurry up, regarding will the
1: calendar, yeah, calendar. So last night, yeah. Sunny and I took a little trip over to Rockhorn Academy, okay, to see their what's it called, Let It Glow. I yeah, want to say. Let It Glow.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: my God! It's you know me. I love clever ideas. I love. You know, I used to do a lot of programming in the community yeah, yeah. and events, and I have to say this is really brilliant on okay. the on the part of Laura Baum and uh, Rabbi Laura Baum and, right. and the people at Rockworm right. They've created this really cute little light show, okay. and what's very clever is that when you first go in, uh, there's somebody standing there with a QR code, and you put your phone up to it, huh? and it you you take a picture of it, and it takes you to a an audio of all the children singing Hanukkah songs, all Aww. the students. At Rockhorn. So, as you drive through right. uh, the little display that they've put together in the parking lot, um, you can hear the kids singing, and there's a little slideshow of the kids' art and pictures of themselves. It's huh. really, really clever. And I urge anybody who's Either passing by right, or wants right. to Go check do something out. fun. It's okay. a it's a fun little
0: jaunt. I think it's like from five to seven every day. Yeah, like that. and it's free and it's yeah. just
1: very cute. So yeah. we'll Mazz will to them on okay. a really great idea.
0: All right. So Ohio resident who threatened Jewish neighbors sent so a former resident of Columbus, Ohio, was sentenced to six months in six months in prison, a fifty thousand dollar fine, one year of supervised release after making anti-Semitic threats to his Jewish neighbors. Douglas G. Schiffer. Schiffer 66 of By Cyrus issued the threat to his Jewish neighbors because they ge- and, and their guests because of their religion during an outdoor gathering at the neighbor's home last year on November 7th. So, wow, that's not well, you great.
1: know what? There's starting to be some accountability for people who are doing things like this the hey. people in Charlottesville, hey. the guys that, that killed Ahmaud Arbery. I mean, hey. I'm happy to see that there's actually finally.
0: Hey. Uh, Something it's starting
1: to happen that's right. showing people you can't do this. No,
0: right. Well, nationally, a uh, community in Montana seeks to buy back a synagogue it sold in the 1930s. So <laughs> this is in Helena. It's been 86 years since the com- Jewish community of Helena, Montana, sold its first synagogue, Temple Emmanuel, to the city of Helena for just $1. Now the small Jewish community that remains in the town is trying to buy it for nearly $1 million dollars from the Helena Catholic Diocese, which purchased the building in 1981. It's interesting that there's enough Jews out there in Helena, Montana. And you know what? If you look at this photo, that's big sky country. If you look at the background, look yeah. at that blue yeah. sky. And it's they're going to take all the... Uh, uh, Religious stuff off this. If you look at the photo, there's a bunch of religious. They're going to take it off and make it back into a synagogue. It's, it's really interesting.
1: Well, it's clear that they did not have a Jewish financial advisor. They, they sold it for a dollar and they're buying it back for a million. Something went wrong there, wouldn't you say?
0: And well, the, con- the cornerstone was uh, was laid in 1891, a time when hundreds of Jews still flocked to the Reform Synagogue to celebrate hon- uh, holidays. Wow. The synagogue was built to accommodate five hundred worshippers.
1: Gosh, in Montana, wow.
0: Yeah, Helena. Yeah.
1: Very good. Well, I hope I wish them all the very best, and I hope they get to buy it back.
0: Yeah. So you were going to talk about well, you had brought up victory against violent far right in Charlottesville. So um, mm-hmm. um, there's a photo and a story about that that they're finally these cases are now um, finishing up. What I guess you would say?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of big cases right now before the Supreme Court, which is, you know, very upsetting. But yeah, it happens anyway. Well, okay. it's our democracy, hopefully, at work. Yes, it and is. We all are gonna all hope for our own outcome that makes sense to us. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So,
0: in international politics, German parties vowed to defend Jewish life and Israel's security. So, three political parties in Germany presented a coalition agreement which reiterated commitments to ensure Israel's security and fight anti-Semitism and, for the first time, also pledged to promote Jewish life in Germany. Very good. Yes.
1: That's about time. All right.
0: Israel, International Israel and Morocco signed historic defense agreement, which is good. Um, Plans to build a museum on Schindler Survivors Camp uh, sparks protest. So... Remember Schindler's List mm-hmm. and the people that were survivors of that. Um, and uh, this has to do with um, somebody once, I think, developed that land, and they're not happy about that. So. Yeah. All right, moving on. So uh, a rare 1,000-year-old silver coin was found in the city of David. And uh, there's a photo of the coin, uh, Liel Krupp. To Cop holds a 2,000-year-old silver coin found in the debris from an excavation in the city of David. So this was recently discovered, and it's from uh, year two, a reference to the second year of the Jewish revolt against the Romans, 67-68 CE, which is in the Common Era.
1: That's really cool. It
0: is. Very cool.
1: Yeah, have you heard about these excavation sites like in... Um I want to say it's in Kentucky. I don't know if it's called an excavation if you're looking for gemstones. <laughs> in
0: Kentucky. In, in,
1: but no, no, no. So they have this thing where you're supposed to be able to go get emeralds. We and We have I, people
0: that work here that are from Kentucky.
1: Well, they it's not a Kentucky. bad thing. I'm just saying that's where it is. Oh, okay. So the point is they go there, and here's what they tell you. Oh, we have tons of emeralds in this in the ground here. Right, right. And they, they, they kind of come out looking like this, and they show you this rock. It's kind of raw looking. And they say, but if you find these, what we do is we take it and we – For a certain amount of money, we polish it, and then you can pick out a piece of jewelry over here in our case, and you want us to set it in this beautiful setting for you. It'll cost you X amount of money. So everybody's like, oh, goody, goody. I hope I can find one. And, of course, what they're doing is they're dumping a bunch of this stuff in the ground. Okay, every day, and then you know, surprise, you find one or two, right, right. and they said, "Oh, well, that's a big one," and you know, it's going to cost you X amount of money. All it is is a way to sell emeralds. <laughs> they throw it in the back, back in the <laughs> bucket.
0: <laughs> ah, they're selling the emeralds right. and the jewelry. Of well, how much is the jewelry are. and all that
1: stuff? But the point is like it's retail. Right, of course. So, But the people feel so, like they felt like they personally found it. I found this That's in that right. field. and, and they I, polished I, I look it. At, look at this. This is what my piece of jewelry and is. And it only took 15 minutes. It was a shocking. <laughs> they polished it. They cut it. They set it in this beautiful well, you know, setting. It, you,
0: know, it, you know what P.T. Barnum used to say? Oh,
1: yeah, there's a sucker born in every, <laughs> yeah, every, every, in every Kentucky emerald mine
0: hey 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 (laughs) melissa's from kentucky hey
1: but you know what at the end of the day if you have fun doing it that's all that matters how much was the piece of jewelry i have no idea i've never done it i've never done it but that's yeah but anyway i guess if it's fun who cares (laughs) all right
0: so then the center spread is the new cincinnati jewish experience and actually everybody should read these articles and then once you've read them and read all through give us your opinion Let us know what you think. Uh, I'd like to know what people think. I want to start this discussion in this community, and I think uh, through this whole process, it's going to lead to some good positive outcomes.
1: I really do. Okay, so listener, you heard Ted. Yes. And so listener, please send in your letter with your suggestion.
0: Letter or email or whatever you want to do. Okay. All right, so now we have the coloring contest runner. <laughs> it went ups, right
1: over your head. Runner ups, winners. You didn't get it, listener.
0: Uh, runners up, wi- winners, and uh, on the first on the first page is Josephine Mattis, and that's uh, 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 they are rela- She's related to Jeff, Doctor Jeff Zipkin. That's his granddaughter, and it's oh. really a wonderful thing. She did a great job. Very cute. She's age seven. Very cute. And then we also have to ma- mention um, another one, which who is also age seven, Asher Reese, who was the, uh, the son of uh, Matt and, uh, not Aunt Matt, Aaron and uh, Lisa. Lisa uh, Phillips, who used to work here. And uh, he did a really nice drawing, too. But there's yeah. tons of other ones. There's Isaiah Bennett Thomas, Leon Cohen, Jonathan Zorif, Miles Boymel, Adina Murray, there's tons. There's tons. There's more. I'm just reading a few of them.
1: Well, anyway, and Mazel check, t- to all Mazel, the little budding artists. They very did a really sweet. great job on that. Super cute. Okay.
0: All right. Um, so, there's also opinion page and then the Parsha of the Week. And then we get to page 20. Dun-da-da. Dun. right. Uh, from the pages. So... Each, so this is from the Jewish Bicentennial. Each week, the American Israelite will print one milestone related to the history of the Cincinnati Jewish community over the last 200 years provided by the Cincinnati Jewish Bicentennial Committee. Each milestone weaves Jewish history within the greater context of our community's development and our country at large. 1866. Plum Street, so this is 1866, Plum Street Temple is built at the corner of 8th and Plum to house the growing Bene Yeshurun congregation. It still stands, a mix of Moorish and Gothic styles opposite St. Peter and Chains Cathedral and Caddy Corner to Cincinnati City Hall. Um, And it's still there. This is 1866. So uh, the newspaper was started in 1854. This is 12 years after the Israelite. So to learn more, learn even more about the history of Sin- Jewish Cincinnati, at, uh, Jew- go to jewishcincy200.org. Uh, and this Jewish Bicentennial ad is sponsored by the American Israelite. All right, so also 150 years ago, Wanted, the Hebrew Congregation of San Antonio, Texas, wishes to engage a minister capable of lecturing in English and German the worship of the congregation will be Minhog America, and the minister will have to read the prayers on Sabbath and holidays and teach a Sabbath school for children. Salary, $1,500 gold and perquisites. Traveling expenses paid only to the successful, successful candidate. Competent men will address and send testimonials to L. Zork, President, or M. Goldfrank, Secretary. What is $1,500? gold fifteen hundred dollars right but why gold well because I guess they got paid in gold back then they did actual real gold Aww. yeah I don't know if there was uh you had a dollar then yeah maybe you had a dollar
1: I think you had some I mean
0: right you had some kind but they like to get paid in gold
1: at four like a full-time job is fifteen hundred dollars a year it's a lot of cabbage it's a wow. lot of gold wow okay okay. Wow, wonder how they did get in pe- well, I mean You maybe- wanna do
0: the ladies' column?
1: Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> this one's very unusual. Okay. Through a Frenchman's eyes. Monsieur S. C. De Sous De, Sous- <laughs> de, Sous- de Sous- Whatever. Sous. A French gentleman has visited America and like many and like many another any another, yeah. more or less distinguished foreigner, has fallen a victim to the book-writing mania. His book, A Parisian in America. Hey, I wonder if that was the precursor to a an American in Paris. Probably. Okay. Gives several hundred pages of interesting observations on the American people and their ways and will doubtless be widely read. Hmm. He d- dedicates his book to Her Majesty the American Woman. Of this Woman, he says. The beauty of the American woman is fascinating. But this beauty, which lasts only three seasons with a German woman. Oh, that's interesting. What is three seasons?
0: I don't know. Three is years. It like, three years.
1: But, but but in reality, a season is like a summer, winter, fall. Maybe like a
0: year, yeah. Okay.
1: Hmm. Uh, lasts a quarter of a century with an American woman. So you only got 25 years, ladies. It, it's from the sources of universal and physical beauty that the American woman has drawn her charm. Her father and mother, united when young, in marriage for love, have transmitted the gifts which nature lavishes upon the children of youth and and of love. Then, too, immigration has introduced a new factor, a factor which has modified and not deformed the primitive type. What does that even mean? From those who... From those different nationalities, she has borrowed the characteristics, excellence of each. Youth and love have done their work of elimination since, as we must remember, marriage in the United States is the result of an instinctive affinity much more than in other countries. So I think what he's really saying is that most people in the U.S. are marrying for love and in other countries, they don't do that. And I guess that was only 125 years ago, but I thought that was something that the the really super, super duper upper class people married for different purposes than love. But the rest of us proletariat uh, married mostly for love. But I guess he's saying even like the, you know, everyday Joe and Josephine.
0: Right. Uh, My mom was Josephine.
1: I know, Josie. (laughs) Um, Anyway, it was, that's kind of interesting, I guess. And so that's why we're so much more beautiful. Okay. Because our parents married for love. Thank you very much. Okay, anytime. All right. Um,
0: A hundred years ago, Doctor. so this is Judge Robert Marks, National Commander of the Disabled Americans of the World War, will describe present-day conditions in European countries as he found them on his recent tour of France, Germany, and Switzerland in an address at the Walnut. I don't know what the Walnut is, but... um, Robert Marx also started DAV, um, Disabled American Veterans. Mm. He started DAV, and he also, you know, the Robert Marx Theater at the Playhouse is named after him. He was, oh. he was a very famous guy.
1: Oh, okay. all right.
0: So I thought this was kind of funny. So 50, 75 years ago, dry, so this is a, this is in the paper. Driving to Florida about the first week in January, have room for three people. References required, UN 9191, December 5th, 1946. So the paper used to have like a, a, like a little cubby holes, and they would have each numbered thing. And so you'd send the, you know, your post, postage or whatever, your, your, your letter, and they would put it in a little box, and that person would then come and get those letters. But That's this, crazy. This looking for someone to drive to Florida.
1: That's like when I went to um, Ohio State. We'd had the ride board in the student union, yeah, and that's yeah. how I... Got a ride uh, back home. Yeah, like Mark Richter. That's how I met Mark Richter. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I saw that he was driving home to Cincinnati, and so we, we went back and forth a few times. But here it doesn't say that how you get back.
0: Right. He's driving <laughs> down there. Maybe they're
1: not coming back. I wonder how many people actually took them up on it. Right. They're just going down for right. good and sticking around. The other thing is in 1946 what kind of car would that have been? Some sort of Studebaker or, or
0: could have been a Buick. could have been a Chevrolet?
1: Right, but how fast or could Dodge. those things go on those back roads? Well, they roads? also didn't
0: have highways. Right. So if you're you going let's dirt. just say 20 30 miles an hour averaging Jeez. Um and it takes it's like a thousand miles now, but it takes like twenty hours.
1: Right, we've done so, it once, yeah, and I do yeah. mean once. Right, right. <laughs> Forget right. it after that.
0: Right. Um, it would probably take I would think three or four days, maybe even a week.
1: Yeah, I would say. And then where do you stay along the way?
0: Probably these little motels at the Bates Motel. Ooh, <laughs> right. So fifty years ago, uh, Mister and Missus Ralph Lipsky of eighteen forty four Bluefield Place take great pleasure in an announcing. The forthcoming bar mitzvah of their son Jack Philip Lipsky on Saturday, December 11, 1971, at nine a.m. at Ohav Shalom Synagogue, eighteen thirty four Section Road. Well, it doesn't mention here is um, Kiddish. <laughs> no Kiddish mention Maybe wow,
1: yeah, maybe that was only for people they really liked, and it doesn't. You didn't chime in that <laughs> you were invited right. to this one. I might Ted. Not
0: what's that. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, Jewish hospital births include. Mr. This is fifty years ago. Mr. and Mrs. Barry Lefton, Lois Berkowitz of Seven Eight Eight Five Elbro- Elbrook Avenue, a son Benjamin Lefton, Ben Lefton. I think he's an attorney, or I don't know. I'm not sure. But Tuesday, November twenty third. So happy birthday! Uh, the infant has three brothers: David Lefton, who's I definitely an attorney, Rick Lefton, and Jimmy Lefton. So we know all the you know the left. Ends. Of course, I do. Leftin works at the uh, at, the, at the JCC. No,
1: no, doesn't he work federation. at the federation now?
0: No, no, JCC, JCC. Oh,
1: yeah. I thought he was okay. Sorry.
0: Yeah. All right uh 10 years ago you want to do 10 years ago? well i sure do oh my yeah, gosh look yeah, at this yeah, first yeah.
1: one let's read the this brilliance
0: yeah.
1: it will be perfectly fine for kids to color outside the lines when shalom family presents the potato pancake artie party <laughs> a free festival of light celebration of outrageous and i do mean outrageous proportions on Sunday, December 11th at 3 p.m. at the world-famous Cincinnati School for the Creative and Performing Arts. Well, I wonder who wrote that.
0: Probably you. It was me, yes. It
1: it was me. I wrote that. Did
0: anybody show up?
1: Uh, 750 people. Really? Yes. We always had... Many, many, hundreds and hundreds of How people. many,
0: how many, now what did they, they made pancakes?
1: Well, no, no, no. I mean, we called it the potato pa- pancake arty party. Yeah. But there was, yes, we served potato pancakes. Tater pancakes! Yes, and at the time it was catered by, I think it was called Rascals, was still Oh, uh, Rascals yeah. was back then. And yeah. they, they, they brought in the potato pancakes that we served, and we had uh, uh, jelly mm. donuts as well. Oh, but
0: Sufganiyot.
1: Sufganiyot, that's right. Oh, wow, Ted, that is very impressive. I know. Anyway, um... We had all kinds of art, though. Like, they, the kids would could go and do all kinds oh, of oh,
0: different creating, thing. like, okay. art. And, like, there okay. was probably
1: 20 different things they could make and do. And yeah. we worked with the SCPA. We worked with all kinds of artists and um, other people in the community. Um, so it was a fun event. And it was free to the public. And uh, we always got a lot of people out there. Anyway, that's hard to believe. It was, it was 10 years ago now. Wow. You're supposed she- to say, wow, not just wow, wow. 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 <laughs> There you go. All Much right. better. Now,
0: Cafe Mediterranean is the um, dining out uh, recommendation for this week. And then we have Lori Kleiner Eckert has a uh, column this week, five Sinatra songs, five reflections. And in business, uh, Manischewitz adds two new cookie kits to their Hanukkah baking crafts. Pretty nice. Wow. All right. And then in book reviews, movie portrayals of Jews by Cheryl Pockros. Uh, movie Made Jews in American Tradition by Helene Myers. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we also have uh, Arts and Entertainment this week. And then we get to obituaries and death notices. So Robert Kaplan passed away, um, and there's an obituary for him. He was 78. And also uh, a national obituary. Stephen Soundheim, a Jewish theater lem- legend, passes away at 91. He, he wrote a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, I think he was involved with um, West Side Story. Okay. Am Originally. I right? And Sweeney Todd.
0: Yeah. So Sondheim's stunning debut came with the lyrics to Leonard Bernstein's mm. score for West Side Story in nineteen fifty seven at age twenty seven.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. And then he also did um, Sweeney Todd into and the some
0: woods. Other. Demon Barber of Fleet Street. He you know, wrote a lot of stuff.
1: Oh, my God, Company, yes. Company,
0: A Little Light Music, Sweeney right. Todd, Sunday yeah. in the Park with George, Into
1: the Woods. Some of it, though, that operatic stuff that's out of tune is kind of like, I don't get. Um, yes, and so should we also mention some of the other people who've passed Oh, yeah, away? We'll, we'll do a death. So death okay. notices.
0: Alan Garmarnick, age 83, November 28, 2021, 24, Kislev, 57, 82.
1: And Leah Cohen, age 96, November 27th, 2021, the 23rd of Kislev, 5782. Can I say quickly about Leah? Go ahead. You know, she was such a little spitfire and (laughs) (laughs) always running through the JCC. And I always used to just marvel (laughs) at how young. Like, she always looked 20 years younger than her actual age. And she happens to be, happens to have been uh, the mother of Bobby Cohen, okay. who is the husband of Joellen Cohen, who happens okay. to be the cousin of my husband, Sonny Sakes. Okay. So kind of in a roundabout way. Mishpocha. Mishpocha, right. Okay. And uh, anyway, we're very sorry for them uh, and for, for their loss. And of course, for the loss of all of us. She was a yeah. really amazing woman.
0: Uh, Stanley Stanley L. Better, Stan Better died. Yeah. Uh, age right. 72, November 25th. That was Thanksgiving. Yeah. 2021, 21 kislev So I knew Stan better, and I also have to say that this is a very tough week for me because um, Thanksgiving, he died Thanksgiving. Uh, My father died Thanksgiving, 1980, and then 28 years later to the day, within an hour, uh, my brother died 2008 on Thanksgiving morning.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: And uh, so that's why Stephanie and I got married on Thanksgiving to replace – the deaths with some positive, but this is right now. November is. My grandmother died. My grandfather died. Uh, my aunt, my brother, my si- you know, my brother, my father, my mom died in February. But I light a lot of yardside candles in November.
1: And, no kidding. Um,
0: there's a yeah.
1: Wow, actually. Aunt- yeah. I think you had told me that story about why yeah. you got married, and thing, and I think that's actually such a lovely yeah. thing that you did. And hopefully, it has reversed things. And it has, sure. That's wonderful. No, that's really. But cool. I mean,
0: it's you know, I, I I'm saying you know, I still go to say kaddish for my mom every day, mm-hmm. and then November I kind of like say kaddish for all of them too. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's tough though. That's a. It that's is it's a tough a month. Time and, well, of it's November. Is
0: it's 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 like transitioning from fall to winter and it's cold and it's rainy and it's it starts getting dark real early and the days get really short
1: yeah, it's a little bit depressing. Anyway, it with is. That. It's I kind of agree. a tough w- month for
0: me. Kind but of transitioning it, it for transitioning. any of
1: us who yeah. maybe haven't had that much loss. Even it's hard mm-hmm. enough. But I do have to say about Stan better. Um, yeah. When we started Kesher, which was the organization that the Mayerson Foundation funded um, to help organizations in their efforts to support people with disabilities, right. um, Stan was on our board. Stan did a lot mm-hmm. of work uh, in the architectural realm yes, yes. of uh, especially accommodate making accommodations for people with disabilities and was known for, uh, doing a lot of that, which was really wonderful. Cause there's not right. a lot of people that do that. 72 is he's, he's, he's young. young. These days. Young it's man. true. Very young. Yeah. And was a wonderful guy and yeah, gave of his time was, and energy. Very nice yeah. He'll I be like missed. Yeah. yeah. That's sad. All
0: right. So, uh, Robert Ed, Edward, Edward uh, age 81, November 19th, 2021. 15 Kislev, 5782. And Robert Kaplan, age uh, 78, November 7, 2021, 3 Kislev, 5782.
1: And may their memories be for a blessing.
0: So next week, uh, two weeks from now, is the auto issue. So anybody knows, wants to put an ad in, please contact us or uh, we will get in touch with you. All right, so bad joke of the week.
1: Aren't you supposed to do that after you tell the bad joke?
0: Well, it's such a bad joke that you have to do it in
1: advance. (laughs) It's like sandwiched between. You need
0: this, too. You need that just to get people in the laughing mood. Get them all primed oh, up. Oh, so
1: like, is that like before, you know, when we would go see Letterman or, you know. <laughs> they would
0: get you warmed up. Comedians comedian come out. Come would out, would come out. Yeah, I see. of course.
1: See. Okay, now that we've been sufficiently it's a, it's prepped.
0: Warm, right, it's like the party before the, pe- it's a pregame party okay. before the party. Okay,
1: let's go, you let's co- hear you it. Were,
0: you went to OSU, you remember that. that oh, I sure do,
1: I'm still having that party. Oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> okay, good, okay, all right. So, all right. from the best of American Jewish humor by Henry D. Spaulding, the day before Hanukkah, found daddy in Bloomingdale shopping for a gift for his tiny daughter. I can recommend this pretty doll, said the sales lady. It's just like a real little girl. When you lay her down, she closes her eyes and goes to sleep. Madam, said the daddy, looking a little bit more than skeptical. With all due respect to your sales ability, it is clear that you never had a baby girl. (laughs) So once you laid her down to close her eyes, she didn't just lay down and close her eyes. She probably laid down and started screaming or crying.
1: How is that a joke? Well, I don't know. I don't think That is down. the most stupid thing I have ever heard. Okay, that, that has to win the bad joke of the century award, not bad just joke. of the year. Bad
0: joke of the century.
1: And then it also, it's it's very sexist.
0: Sexist, too. Okay. I mean, you
1: know, my son cried more uh, when I did, put him down for a nap it, than it, my it, daughter it, did. did <laughs> okay. Man, they're all little crybabies. babies. Uh. You just proved it. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. So, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been uh, Let There Be Light podcast uh, for the Hanukkah edition.
1: That's right. And we wish you a safe and healthy and happy Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Go get your booster if you haven't. Have you gotten yours, Ted? Yeah,
0: I got mine, like, November
1: or something
0: yeah it's worth it it. it
1: and now with this new variant coming out you're probably
0: gonna have to get another booster i would think in six months from then so i'll probably be looking at i would think probably october um, sorry march april i'll be getting another booster
1: yeah, on Passover. That's when I got my yeah. second shot last year. Yeah, just in time for serving the seder in my garage. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That was lovely. At least yes. this year, we didn't have to have Thanksgiving in the garage. That was a true progress. Anyway, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks it has, for having it has. me. Yes. I yes. as Thank always, you Joan
0: Rivers of the American. My Interlight greatest Podcast. pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. We'll we'll see okay. you soon. Right. Bye, everybody.